Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey, hey, Shine Sisters. Welcome back to the Shine Sparkle Slay podcast. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today. If you guys got to listen to the mini episode that we had before with Robert Hardy, you know that he is fantastic. We only got into just high level of some of the awesome things that he's working on. One thing, for example, is his new book that's out, Possibility in Action. The book.com is where you can find that. We haven't even jumped into that just yet. So I'm super excited about the opportunity to do that today with you guys. So in case you did not listen, here is his awesome bio. Robert Party is a three-time author, as well as well-known, compelling international keynote speaker, transformational life coach, and adjunct professor. His young wife passed away of metastatic breast cancer. Robert reimagined his life to achieve new dreams. He chose to leave his comfort zone by changing everything to share the many lessons he's learned. He now splits his time between native New York and Italy. All right. And like I mentioned in the mini, I butchered names. So I'm passing it over to you again, Robert, to share where you currently live. Hey, Stephanie, no problem at all. And thanks for having me back. So it's called Pacentro. And it's a small little medieval village, basically in the middle of Italy, in Abruzzo. And it's actually where my great grandfather came from. Wow. which is one of the reasons I chose here. The, the rest of my great-grandparents was Sicilian. Why I chose the mountains and the snow, I'm not really sure. I could have been on the <laughs> beach in Sicily, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> and it's also the town where Madonna comes from. Really? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. You're such an interesting person. I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the other super interesting part was your travels. You have lived in some really cool places. Share a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, so I've lived in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I actually, Dubai at that time was nothing. I mean, there was one building basically. It, wow. It all it all grew recently. So I watched everything being built. But I've also spent a lot of time in India, London, and Stockholm. Very cool, London. That's another bucket list for me. Jealous of your travels, sir. (laughs) (laughs) London is cool. London was a second home, so. Very cool. One day, one day. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the book that you did, because I like to say that I'm a stalker, or you could just say I need to be well-prepared, but I like to just use the word stalker because it's fun. So (laughs) I did that. I researched you a lot. I saw... The previous books that you've done, I see that you have one that's out most recent, Possibility in Action, the book. When did this drop? Actually on May 27th. May 27th. Okay. So, May 27th. so it's new. It's, it's, it's hot off the presses. Hot off the press. Very yeah. cool. So we're definitely going to dive into that. But before we do, would you like to take a, ta- a little bit of time to share maybe some of your background? You have a story that is very 
inspirational. You've overcome a lot. And I think your, your story, your background could really help inspire a lot of people. Sure. Um, I could talk about this for hours. So I'll give the condensed version, right? Because one of the things we mentioned in that mini was the whole idea of, you know, we all have stories, right? And you can use those stories to actually grow from. So my, my childhood was basically marred with, you know, alcohol and cigarettes and an abusive dad. Mm -hmm. So an, an abusive alcoholic father, which helped me really understand grit and resilience more than anything else. At 13, I defended myself. I decided I was going to start working and pay for everything myself, you know, my clothes, whatever I needed. And that sort of moved me on a path of, let's say, what we now term agency, right? Everyone talks about agency today, but it was, it was being intentional about what I was doing. And I had a goal. Then I met an amazing woman, the most amazing woman ever. And she was 17. I was 19, blew me away. And I proposed to her a year later. We got married. She was 21. I was 23. Super smart, was doing an MD, PhD program at Mount Sinai. I was climbing the, the ranks of investment banking, watching businesses be built, thinking, wow, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And then I was offered a job in the Middle East, which is how I got to Abu Dhabi. At that period of time, right before my wife's 31st birthday, she was diagnosed with late stage breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the late 90s. So I'm dating myself, of course. And um, they didn't have the treatments they have today. They didn't have the scan. She went through a stem cell transplant, which was experimental. But she and I lived the most amazing life for 11 years, regardless of cancer, which basically I say all the time, it was an accent on the picture we were creating. It was not the color that was dominant in that picture. I love the way you just framed that. Because that's, that's what it all is, right? So. Mm -hmm. um, she actually became the founding director of palliative care in New York hospital while having metastatic breast cancer. Wow. I left, I left my career to help her out. And it's not, not the medical aspect as much the last two years, of course, she needed me at her side, mm -hmm. but I wanted to help support her. And after she passed away, I went back to Dubai in that period of time, I wound up having co-founded a boutique private equity company in Dubai. And that's a whole nother long story right. because September 11th is in the middle of that whole thing. So Arab money in the United States just didn't work at that period of time. But so that was the job I left. And then after she passed away, I went back to that. But everything had shifted for me. You know, my perspective, my passions, the understanding of purpose. And there I was just sitting trying to get it all done and just work, work, work. And I said to myself, you know what? I watched this woman achieve all the dreams that she, she could in the time that she had. And what am I doing? I want to recreate my life. And I always had a dream of living in Italy. And I just up and left. I didn't know anyone in Italy. I didn't speak the language. I didn't have a job financially. You didn't know anyone at all and didn't speak no. the language. Wow. No, I just, just one day I decided I'm going to go for it because one of the things I learned, let's say, as a, as a child was to go for it. Mm -hmm. Like there's no mistake in going for it. If that's who you are, if that's your value, 
it's one of your values at least, then you're actually betraying yourself if you don't live that. It's just like if one of your values is curiosity mm-hmm. and something bad happens, that's actually a moment to be curious and understand Absolutely. how you can deal with it, right? So Absolutely. Oh, let me ask you, so if you sure. have someone that, if, if what advice would you give to somebody that you just up and left and you were like, I need to make a change. And this is, that's essentially what I did too. And I know that there's a, not in the, in the grand way that you did, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that have the fear, like they, they want you so bad, but they just have this fear. Is there any advice you could give someone to maybe help them? You see, you got to take the step. 100%. And first of all, let me correct you on that. Um, you did it in just as grand way as I did. Because it's not about moving someplace. It's about shifting your mindset. That's it. This is true. This is true. Yes. So you (laughs) you and I did it exactly the same way. That's stepping out of your comfort zone. Where you land is a different story, but it's actually that step is the hardest. It really is. And so that fear aspect, I'm a big... Harry Potter fan. I'm a big superhero. I'm a just I'm one of those geeks, right? So Harry Potter, you know, Voldemort was the one who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And that kept him more powerful. Once you give a name to your fear, you can manage it. Mm-hmm. And if you work from what if thinking, which we talked about a little bit in that mini, what if thinking to if then. Like when I left, you know, I'll be perfectly honest, had a tremendous amount of debt because with my wife and she, we didn't, she was so young. We had never had um, life insurance. I mean, it was just, it was a mess in that time. Organic food was very expensive. Supplements were like never to be found. I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I looked at, okay, I'm going to leave a high paying job where I just had like, you know, champagne with the princess of Sweden and Paris Hilton. So, Hey, you know what? Am I really going to do this? And I was like, yeah, cause it's, it's aligned with who I am. I want to be the person that attempts, but I looked at the circumstances. Okay. I was going to have to find some way to make money. And you know what? I was teaching English for $8 an hour. My niece was making more money in McDonald's than I was. And I have a Columbia MBA. If it didn't work out, I was going to go live with my mom in my 50s. Okay, I was willing to take that risk. So a lot of times, the fear is manageable. Whatever can happen, right? The worst thing that happened, and I'll throw something out, which sounds really crazy, but because our life ends, is there really a right step or is there just a next step? My answer is next step. And I'd like people to contemplate that. Um, I think the same thing. I mean, we're constructing something. The, whole, the, the adage I know we're all sick of hearing, you know, it's the journey you have to. But at the end, because we don't know when our train is going to pull into the final station, basically, what do we want to do? I knew I didn't want to look back on my life. And let fear stop me from seeing what I was capable of. I love the answer to that. And I have to say, that's kind of what happened to me too. Once I understood 
I had no idea what my path was. I had no idea what I was going to do after I made the decision to, you know, start my own Shine Sparkle Slay with, which has a very strong vision and mission behind it. I had no idea how I was going to get the word out. I just knew I had to do it. So it's just, you have to just do it, take the step. And everything, I think once you fall into a line with your, your journey, your purpose, you know exactly who you are, exactly what you want to do. You don't have to have all the answers right away. Just take the step and they all, it, it just all starts to work itself out, I think. But I do understand that fear. I do get it. You just spoke on it eloquently and it's very hard to get over. Um, once you do it though, gosh, it's such a beautiful thing. I do remember the day that I put in my two week notice from corporate world. It was a Monday and I was feeling good. And I do remember that I was at work the next day on Tuesday. And I did have the thought my stomach was feeling some kind of way. And I was like, I'm literally not going to get any more paychecks. (laughs) So I get the fear. I totally get it. You know what? I want to throw two things in there. One, um, you know, there is this, it's, it's a saying, which is like, name it to tame it. And that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. When we let fear just be this big cloud, we can't manage it, right? But if we start to dissect it, it makes a lot of differences. And that sort of that stepping forward and just doing it, the real question is, what is it costing you to not do it? If you have this deep desire inside, There's a cost associated with staying where you are. Ask yourself that question because that's, that's a big one, right? So that helps understand the the fear. And yeah, so I think honestly, the idea of whether it's an entrepreneur or whether it's whatever expression of your uniqueness you're pursuing, it's about do I want to look back on that story? And I'll give you an example. I recently was offered an enormous amount of money to be a leadership development something. <laughs> I don't even know what the title was. They showed me my off. My, it would have been a corner office in the Empire State Building on the 50th floor. And really the package, like they just kept adding to it. And, and finally, I said, it's not the story I want to look back on. I love that money, all that stuff isn't, isn't everything at the well, end. It's the day. whole lifestyle. Like yeah. Part of being an entrepreneur, right? I think you would agree to this is you have a vision of your lifestyle and in a way you're reverse engineering mm-hmm. to have that lifestyle connected to a passion. Mm-hmm. Like I live in a town of 900 people. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. But that's what I envisioned for my life at this stage. And I believe we all live life through, you know, with, within parentheses. So who knows what happens when the next parentheses closes and a new one opens. Right. But this is what I wanted. And I said, okay, so what has to be true for this to, to happen? Mm-hmm. And you made it happen. Vision is, is, is everything. And you're right. You just have, as an entrepreneur, it was scary. I had a vision and I'm still new in this world. So I still am filling things out and making decisions, starting things, dropping things once I feel like this isn't aligned. But I think just having that overall vision, you envisioned where you are right now and you're there. 
So I think that's a big part to get over the fear. I wrote down two quotes that I found interesting from your website, Tojo's a stalker. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of them, it is only when we value the ordinary moments that we live an extraordinary life. So I thought that was very interesting and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but could you give any more insight into what you meant by that? Oh, sure. Um, so that comes basically from the journey with my wife and let's say living in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And really what, what I mean by that is, first of all, there's some scientific study that we, we have 20,000 moments in a day. And that means when our brain actually records an experience, right? A lot of times we're so focused on the future and where we're going, we're missing a lot of those moments. But really, you know, life is not made up of all these in Instagram posts, right? That's, that's, that's not the real life. And I can't remember the five-star hotels I stayed in, but I can remember my wife laughing at an episode of Friends mm -hmm. and laughing with her. So that's what I mean. If you want to really have an extraordinary life, value what's happening in your life when it's happening. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's what I, I had a feeling that was going to be in line with what your response was going to be. And I totally agree with it. I wanted to hear it from, from your mouth though, because you said it so perfectly. And then the last one was intentionally and consciously craft your life. Don't ever give that away. We have talked about that, about vision and how you envision where you are right now. And you made that happen. So I didn't even know we were going to get to that, but I wrote it down. So I thought it was worth sharing, but it goes back to crafting your life. That's exactly what you've done. It's getting over that fear. It's taking that first step in, and just making it happen, crafting your own life. It's a beautiful thing. I'm a big metaphor person, right? So, you know, the, the idea of crafting or being intentional is we run on autopilot so often. And really so many of the fears that we might be carrying, we have absorbed throughout our lives. So part of the intentional and conscious is that, yes, intentional in terms of what you want it to look like, conscious in, are these choices harming me or hurting me? Are they in alignment with who I am? Or am I making them based on some expectations, maybe for someone else? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I talk about in Possibility in Action, the metaphor I use is, I like the idea of sculpting. There's actually a guy here that goes up into the mountains and he actually brings down these big rocks and he sculpts them. And the thing is a sculptor has to chip away the unnecessary. That's mm. part of being intentional. It's very good. Mm, that's very accurate. I like that. All right. This book, tell yeah. us about it. I want to know so, all the deets. <laughs> all the deets. Okay. The so <laughs> this book is, I have to say, it's so bizarre and it's, it's, it's a challenge because I'm challenging someone to work for 52 weeks to change the way they think. So it's all about self-awareness, possibility in action. So, you know, when I was a kid, I was motivated by anger, of course, to get away from my dad. Then I met this amazing woman and realized that, you know, anger is not sustainable at all. It's, it's, it's a motivator, but it's not constructive. And throughout this whole journey, I realized, yeah, you know, it's more than resilience. What, what, what am I? I? I know I'm resilient. 
We all are, actually. That's the funny thing. We've all had our back against the wall, and we're still all here. So that shows we're resilient, right? It's not a special special something for just the, the select few. No. But I realized I am someone that needs to take action. I am action-focused, and I am a believer in abundance. So therefore, I'm a believer in possibilities and opportunities. So possibility in action is actually my hashtag. Awesome. I look at it. I look at it every morning. Mm-hmm. I look at it before I go to bed, when I journal. And journaling was so key for me from when I was a kid, even though I wasn't journaling like I do today, through the journey with my wife, through redesigning everything, that this book is a collection of what I call musings. And it's 52 weeks of reading these sort of short stories, mm-hmm. two pages, basically, and then journaling prompts getting you to, to shift a little bit about the way you think, because we've all heard the words now, you know, um, myelination, neuroplasticity, and, and all these other things. But it is true, right? If, if you want to build muscle, you have to have discomfort. Absolutely. We need that in our head. Mm-hmm. We need discomfort to change the connections. And this is really amazing uh, the, it, I think it's Yogi or Yuri. I can't remember his name. I never can. I'm very bad with names, by the way. So, um, <laughs> and he's a scientist that showed that if you have a bad, something happened in your life, very bad, it's a bad memory, and you recall the memory and you laugh about it, it's actually rewritten in a different part of your brain. Interesting. And so... That's what possibility in action is all about. And to give you an example of how weird these things are, I use everything for reflection. Uh, I, I, I just like to see metaphors everywhere. Now, Italy is very old school, so you don't have easy passes. You know, you pretty much stand <laughs> online to pay the toll on the highway, right? Right. And so there I am, I'm driving, I'm going up to the toll booth. And I thought to myself, you know what? How often are we aware of the toll boots in our life? Do we want to stay on the road we, we're on? Do we want to pay that next toll? Because we're paying with time, energy. We're paying with so many different things. There's opportunity costs. Or do we want to get off the road and find a new path? So that might be a story in the book. And then I have somebody reflect on that. So where's a toll booth in your life? And what choices are you making? Why do you make those choices? So you said there's 50, it's 52 weeks. It's 52 weeks. It's a 52 week challenge. There's about 40 pages before the 52 weeks, which is a little introduction to my crazy life and something I call cornerstone concepts, which I think are really important to understand, which is understanding curiosity, understanding joy is not happiness, understanding impermanence, which is the most beautiful thing to ever learn about is that everything changes. So, you know, um, wh- why hold on to everything with a tight fist? Mm-hmm. Because then you can't, you can't grab the abundance of something else. You know, or it's Tarzan on, on a vine, right? <laughs> he's he's got to let go of the, the vine behind him to go to the next vine or else he's just trapped in the middle of the forest. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm going to have to check this out. I have a list of books that uh, this is the problem I'm going to have with podcasting is because everyone's amazing. And it's like, I want to read everybody's books. <laughs> so <laughs> once I calm down a little bit with the craziness of getting my feet planted as an entrepreneur, I definitely am going to fit in reading time. That was the one thing I said I wanted to do 
as I create and craft my own life is I want to do things that I love that I never got to do. And reading is one of them. So yours is going on my list, sir. I cannot wait. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, so cool to talk to you. You are such a pleasure. I just loved having you on. You have got to tell the people the best place to find you. Sure. The best place would be to go to my personal website, which is extremely long because it's got everything there um, because there's so many different aspects of what I do, but it's uh, Robert Party, P-A-R-D-I.com. Even though my nickname in college was Party Rob, but you know, my, my last name is P-A-R-D-I. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So you guys know where to go find him. If you're out walking the dog, if you're driving the car and you don't have pen and paper, it's all good. Um, in the show notes section, we will be sure to have all the links provided where you could go check out this amazing book that he just dropped. And I definitely will be reading this one myself. I'm all into journaling and, and I love journals that get me thinking about things too. It's not just here's some lined paper. Like it gives you something to think about. Like there's true value in that. So I cannot wait to dig into this one. So thank you so, so much. It was such a pleasure having you. You're so great to chat with. And no, thank you very much. This was, this was awesome. Awesome. And all right, ladies, one more thing. If no one has told you today, you are beautiful, you are worthy and girl, yes, you can do this. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you. 